0: Greetings to all who are listening to this podcast. As a gynecologist, I've had the, the privilege of hearing some phenomenal stories um, from women in my office. And often when time allowed and women felt comfortable, they would start to share. And a long time ago, a elderly woman well dressed elderly woman came to the office for examination she was very proper she was very nice she was a widow her husband had been an elder in the church and at some point she became relaxed enough to share her story which had a big impact on me. The story was that her and her husband had tried for many years unsuccessfully to conceive and have a child. And then one day a phone call came, and the phone call said that the mother of her husband's girlfriend was ill, about to die, and they wanted to know if her husband wanted to take the child in. Now, at this point, my patient had not known of this outside relationship, and she had to have difficult conversations with her husband about what had happened and, and what did they want to do moving forward now that this child's mother was dying. And after a lot of soul searching, the decision was made by this two couple that they would bring the child into their home and raise the child as their own. And that's what happened. And now decades later, her husband has passed and all the relatives have passed except that one child and she said that their bond was so strong and so loving that she couldn't imagine not having this person in her life. And it was an incredible story about how when something seemingly negative occurs, a child out of wedlock, you know, almost, um, really painful in that she had been trying and trying to conceive and yet couldn't and then being able to raise this child as her own and now decades later they have a strong bond and he calls her mom. Now when that happened, that story was told to me years and years ago. And recently, I had another type of very touching story. It's a story of a woman who seemingly has it all. Perfect life. She has a well-paying job that, well, not a job. She has a well-paying career that she's worked hard for And she's advanced in. She has a loving relationship with her husband. And they have been married for years. And she has two children that are doing very well. And she has, looking from the outside in, everything that a woman could possibly want. Love family, career, but yet she sat in the office crying, crying because, and this took a long time to, to hear, crying because she was just tired, tired. She had no time for herself was having less and less time to devote to her relationship with her husband, was feeling miserable, but was still working really hard to keep up appearances. And when she was asked, what do you do for yourself? How do you relieve your stress? What is your hobby? She didn't have an answer. She acknowledged that she didn't have a hobby. So she had no time for herself and found herself spending less and less quality time with her husband because of all, he should know that she cared about him and he should know that she loves him and he should know that she's working hard. So he had become expendable And their quality time had lessened. And now she was devoting the bulk of her time to raising her children, writing, being there for them, and working and doing the best that she could in her job and advancing in her career. But it was all leading to burnout. And she had a hard time sharing this with others because they would say, what do you have to complain about? You have everything. You have everything. Why complain? And so she didn't. She didn't. She bottled it up. She kept working. And now she found herself exhausted. And the real challenge that she faces now is she able to reprioritize her life. Putting herself first, followed by her relationship with her husband, then her family, her children, and lastly, work. Can she? And then uh, there was the other category of, you know, social obligations, board um, appointments. That was absolutely last. And the question was, Could she make the readjustment, not not necessarily eliminate anything from her life, but readjust and give herself priorities? And part of the reason she admitted that it was so difficult was because she felt as though she would be judged by... others. But when she thought about it, she actually realized that she was placing this on herself, judging herself, thinking that others might judge her. Now an understanding that that's probably not true and everyone is too busy with their own lives to have a whole lot of um, time to consider anyone else's situation, She acknowledges that, first of all, things need to change for her to feel better. She needs to prioritize herself. And interestingly enough, she said that her husband, the man of her dreams, the man that she's lived with for many years, doesn't have a problem prioritizing himself and his family. And she looks at him and she thinks that he's able to do it, but I'm not able to do it. And it's a super imposed restriction that she's putting on herself. And I hope that she's able to work through and see that she's worthy, see that she doesn't have to prove anything to anyone That she shouldn't judge herself harshly. That she should make time for herself. Isn't that an interesting thing? I think women have this problem. We don't take time, we don't think we have the time, but time is the only thing we have. She was challenged to find a hobby. She was challenged to find something that feeds her soul. She was challenged to find something that helps to revive her, that's just for her, and prioritize that in her life. And I am suggesting that we all should take a look at our life, whether it looks perfect On the outside, we should all take a look and we should all have something that we do for ourselves that helps to recharge our batteries, that helps us to face the life, whatever our life may be, and live and enjoy because this is the only life we will have as far as we know. Take care.